Thinking about selling your home this fall? It is that special time of the year to highlight your home's charm. And if you're looking to achieve top dollar for your property, Fairfield County's expert realtor, Alessandro Divino, is your secret weapon to navigating the auto market. See and feel the difference of working with a realtor that makes you a top priority, not just a client. Don't wait. Make this the season you achieve your real estate goals. Visit AlessandroDivinoHomes.com today and watch your property's potential blossom. And ShopASF.com. Are you looking to up your game? ASF Sports and Outdoors has you covered. All the sports gear you need to make sure your game stands out. ASF is your community hub for all your sporting goods, located at 1560 East Post Road in Westport. ASF is the proud sponsor of the Prep Zone Athlete of the Month. ASF, your sports headquarters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Prep Zone podcast. Today, I'm um, delighted to have your coach, Aaron Barons from the Staples Record Football. How are you doing, coach? I'm good. How are you? Doing great, thank you. Uh, coach Barons has been the Staples football coach since 2019, entering his fifth season. Uh, before Staples, coached uh, at IMG Academy for nine years. He was also an assistant coach with IMG National Varsity Team with a combined 53-4 and record over five years and a top finish in max preps in USA Today national rankings in his last four seasons. Additionally, developed over 140 student athletes who went to, on to play Division I. Coordinated and directed weekly summer camps at the Cam Newton Skills Challenge. Coached the Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebackers during the 2011 NFL lockout. Coached at the Under Armour All-American Combine in St. Petersburg in 2011, 2012, and 2013. He has worked on the NFL Combine pre-draft training with NFL stars such as Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, and Teddy Bridgewater. During his playing career, he's played as a defensive back at Minnesota State Mankato, uh, earning all-region defensive back in 2006. In high school, he was named all-conference defensive back in 2003. Originally from Biddendorf, Iowa. And uh, one thing that hits home here for us, he has turned that program around, really, from a two-rate record in 2019 to a 9-1 record in 2022. Last year, they made it to state quarterfinals uh, and were fourth in the state. They ended a seven-year playoff drought. How does that sound, Coach? Sounds about right. Sounds about right, right? I mean, we're just so thrilled to have you here. And um, I guess the, f- the first question I have is, you know, we're, we're going into the season this week. Um, how is it looking? Uh, how's the season looking for you? Good. Kids have been working really hard. They've been getting up every uh, four days a week, going at uh, 6.15 in the morning, doing the summer workouts, and then doing some of the seven-on-sevens and that stuff and getting a lot of work in um, with the guys going out there and leading it themselves. So it's been good. Uh, that's awesome to hear. And I guess, you know, as we talk about the season coming up, uh, as you've been coaching, I always look at, you know, what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses? So we definitely want to picture, uh, focus on what you think are going to be the team's strengths this year. Uh, I think our kids have gotten a lot uh, physically and mentally tougher through a lot of that stuff that they do through the summer and uh, through some of the leadership training that we've doing. Um, one of the assistant coaches, Matt Jackaliff, he's been taking the lead on becoming Staples football. We talk to the kids about you know neutral thinking, taking notes, different skill sets that they can use. And uh, it's been really cool to see that um, really affect their mentality as we've gotten into summer camp and seeing some of the um, scrimmages and, you know, the ups and downs of a football game and um, seeing how they deal with that stuff. Uh, you mentioned Staples football. Can you elaborate that a little bit? What's, what does the Staples football mean to you and the program? Uh, I mean, it means everything to me. Um, seeing what these kids pour into it, seeing what it means to the community, that's one been one of the biggest things that stood out to me is just, you know, taking a minute at the Thanksgiving game and looking up in the stands and seeing thousands of people felt like 
people were hanging off the top of the press box. It was so packed. And uh, just to know that they're behind our kids like that means a lot. Yeah, I mean, the football program is, is always important to a town, right? I feel like, you know, you go from Friday Night Lights movies to series and everything like that. But it seems like, uh, you know, I guess I still consider Westport a small town, but the, the team really you know, breeds the town. Now, I mean, to me, this is some of the, the biggest football games I've been a part of have happened in uh, Westport, Connecticut. Um, it's, it's different when, you know, the whole town shuts down on a Friday and comes and, you know, you see the kids in the back of the end zone freaking out with touchdowns. You know, we've got some kids on our team. Um, after we had uh, won a game against Trumbull a couple years ago and um, off a of pick six towards the end of the game and you see a bunch of the kids in the end zone jumping and freaking out behind the net and it's cool, you know, we got some kids that are like, hey, coach, that's me. Um, so we've told our kids that, you know, you got to understand the impact you have on some of these little kids. And again, going back to the awesome community here, like, you know, talking to those guys being like, you guys remember seeing some of your coaches actually play when you were behind the net. And that's why you played. So understand that like kids are going to play football because of what they watch you guys do. And they're going to want to be the next Tyler Clark, the next James Hillhouse, the next Jake Thaw. Um, and it's special. It certainly is, and want to get into a little bit about the team. You know, you have your returning. You know, he's going to be a senior this year. Quarterback Caleb Smith. Uh, last year, he was he was uh, he actually three hundred yard passing, two twenty seven touchdowns, uh, seven hundred ninety seven rushing yards. Um, and I mean, what do you expect from him this season as he leads the team? Uh, I'd like to think he's going to put up a lot of the. Um Similar plays and similar things that he did last year. Would like to continue, continue to see the team as a whole um, work on taking care of the football. I think that's something that um, I need to do a better job getting him prepared for so we can you know, keep possession of that. And um, really would just like to see him continue growing just with how clean the game is um, in terms of mistakes and controlling the things that he can control. And he's been doing an unbelievable job with that so far in the preseason. Yeah, and just to expand on that a little bit, I think uh, we want to talk. Uh, there was a game last year that, that I think you know impressed me, and, and I think you can talk about that. Was the the game that he started off with? I think the first half he threw three interceptions, mm -hmm. and he came back and led the team to a victory. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about how that game went and, and what you found in him during that game? Uh, grit, resilience. You know, something that um, I firmly believe in that I had heard from somebody when I was training the quarterbacks. Um, getting started, he said, you know, a quarterback, good quarterback needs three things. He needs to be accurate. He needs to process information. He needs to have some kind of intangibles. Um, and some of the kids have multiple intangibles. But I think one of his is just his grit. He's very tough. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. Um, he's very even keel, which is really important in that position, you know. You don't want to have the kid with the hand, the kid that has the football in his hands every place, sitting here doing this every three plays. So, um, yeah, he came out. Um, you know, I didn't help him with some play calls, but uh, we had three interceptions in the first half. By the end of the game, he threw for over 300, I want to say, and had you know a bunch of rushing yards. I think he had some rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, he turned it on, turned it out, and, and turned the game around for you. I mean, and I think that's what's interesting because you talked about being even keel, and I always think about you know. You're close to home, and I know you're not a Giants fan, but you look at Eli Manning, like, you know, before he won the Super Bowls, the whole criticism was, well, he doesn't show emotion, right? But then, and I'm trying to run him out of town, then he goes on and wins a couple of Super Bowls. But there's something to be said about the calming leadership in the field, right? Yeah, I think anytime he steps on the field, everybody, including myself, feels like we have a shot. And, um, again, you'd like that guy to be very even keel and not up and down, so... Um, you know, I think on Sundays when people watch that stuff, that it's awesome to see a guy like Ray Lewis and all that. But you got to understand the different modes of 
who's doing what. It's one thing to be a linebacker where you're trying to rip somebody's head off every play. It's another one where you got to understand what 22 people are doing on the field. You have people coming to tackle you. You got to process everything. You need to kind of yeah. keep it down and level. And it, it, and it, it sometimes it can come across as not caring. It's the total opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, it was I got uh, was getting to know Caleb. It was one thing I wondered because he is so even keel. I'd be like, you know, are you going to show any emotion ever <laughs> or show any kind of personality to whereas now you get to know him really well. And again, you understand how much of a strength that is. And, you know, he's a funny kid. He's got a good personality. Um, but, you know, these kids here are so smart and they're so high functioning that I think a lot of times when they are being quiet, it's not because they don't care. It's not because they don't have energy. I think they're just really processing everything and taking it in. And that's something I've really learned to appreciate up here. That's fantastic. And, you know, continue focusing on your offense here. I mean, you've lost some key uh, seniors at wide receiver, and you mentioned a couple of them a minute ago. Clark and Hillhouse last year combined for 133 catches, 2,200 uh, yards, 19 touchdowns. Both graduated. How, how is that offense looking, and, and who, who is going to be stepping up there to help you, be in the rushing, be in the receiving department? Uh, the guys have been stepping up. I think we've been looking pretty good. Uh, we do have athletes in town. I think that's something that, you know, hopefully we never have a shortage, shortage of. I think the coaches have been doing a really good job developing those guys. Again, uh, Coach Maddie with the receivers, um, you give him a piece of clay, he's going to mold it. We have Coach Connors who's bounced around to a bunch of different uh, positions on the staff. He's one of our main guys on defense, but he's working with our tight ends now. We've got a couple guys there, uh, Brian Skolnick and Charlie Leahy, Brady Dennett, some other dudes that we're excited about, um, and he's been doing a really good job getting those guys developed. So it's, you know, I think we have the pieces. It's just getting the reps and the experience, which we've been doing. Yeah, and, and- – Talk, staying on, you know, you talk, you mentioned some names there. Uh, are you like a senior-heavy squad this year? Do you have a lot of seniors in the starting lineups, both in offense and defense? And how? And second point to that is, how do you continue to bring up right players that are not upperclassmen so their program stays strong? Uh, I would credit all of that and what we have to the assistant coaches. They do a really good job of. I've been places where guys are just going to coach the two or three or four, like the five talented kids, and then the other 25 people in their position group. They don't even know their names. Our coaches are the exact opposite of that. They're really close with all the kids in their position group. Um, yeah. Say you have a kid that may never, ever, ever step on the field. If he goes to a coach and asks him a question or asks him to spend some uh, separate time or watch extra film, those guys are all do it. They're happy. They're very happy to do it. So um, I like the balance that we have. It, I wouldn't say we're heavy in any, every grade. We've got some sophomores that uh, have a really good chance to contribute this year. We've got a really good junior class. And then um, we've got some guys that might have not necessarily – or a lot of guys that might have not necessarily started last year, maybe started a game or two games or got – into an important game late and got some repetitions. So um, good experience coming back. And, you know, again, talking about the players who maybe on Friday night, you know, the, the, as you're in the crowd and watch the game, you don't see them, but you, you guys see them day-to-day to practice. And I would imagine that that scout team that runs the other team's offense and those things, they're, they're important to you. And can you talk a little bit about how the players that don't actually get to play, but they help you prepare, how important they are to you and to the entire team? Yeah, they're huge. You really are only as strong as your weakest link. And if you have some weak links during practice that are distractions, playing catch on the sideline, you know, throwing balls into drills, like being a distraction, obviously that doesn't help anybody. Um, What's awesome about, I think, the culture we've created is that we have those kids and they are engaged and they care enough that they've gotten themselves to the spot where we're able to have stuff going on on different sides of the field where they're still – 
working on their craft and they're still getting better. And we let everybody know throughout the year, like you want to get on the field and you're not, you know, maybe you're not necessarily doing that right now. You have an opportunity to go out there against our number one offense or our number one defense and make a play against some kids that are very, very talented. This is what we do. We'll notice that if you do it, we're not going to, man, he's awesome. Let's not put him in the game ever. It's, <laughs> hey, he's awesome. Can we get him on special teams? Can we find a package for him and do that? So, again, the coaches haven't coached all those guys and getting them up, and then they get those opportunities, whether it be on the scout team or whether we're doing separate stuff where they can just work on little technique and fundamentals until they're maybe ready for a, a bigger stage in practice. Yeah, and it's like I remember, too, you know, as we talk to, to coaches, and it's like, I don't know if you have maybe a story and example you can share of where like someone was doing something at practice and it doesn't have to be staples, but you, you notice something doing a practice or doing a drill or something that kind of, you know, touched you or just like said, Hey, I need to get this kid in the game. Uh, it wasn't necessary. It definitely touched my heart when I was like, man, that's awesome. And that kid's a warrior. Uh, during the COVID season, Tanner Connors, we had a game that we lost. We did not tackle particularly well. Tanner Connors is I don't know, at that point, he's probably 180 pounds, you know, five foot eight, five foot nine. I mean, he's jacked. He's a little bowling ball. And um, he came to us after the game and said, I want to be the scout team running back. Make them tackle me every day. And we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we're not trying to get you hurt, man. Like, we need you on offense. And he's like, don't care. He goes, we're not tackling very well. Make them tackle me. So at that point, we started putting some of our starters out there. We said, you know, we got to – Put the best guys on the field at all times, whether it be practice, whatever it is, and you know, games obviously that's going to make the team as best as we can be. Um, after that, then he inspired other people, and now you had other kids coming, being like, "Coach, I also would like to be on the scout team. Make them block me, make them get past me, make them defend me, or whatever." Um, which you know, iron sharpens iron. And we got to the point, and that's something we've continued to do now. You know, we did some uh, stuff yesterday. Um, as we went against our defense, and, and the kids all understand it, and they're awesome. The coach were like, you know, hey, we need three starting offensive linemen out there going against our defense. West Haven's good. They're going to be tough up front. Like, we need the best look that we can possibly get. And so um, it's cool seeing those guys doing that. It's cool, you know, you reminded me of that, being able to hop back in time and remember that specific moment where I think the toughness of Staples football really took a different uh, turn and went in a different direction. And that's a team mentality, right? It's someone who puts the team above – an individual mm -hmm. and that, that's something that I, I think stays with you for sure and I know that you yourself were defensive back right mm -hmm. so defensive is, is there and I know we talk how you like high scoring games as well yes uh, but you know how important is is your, your is your defense and also who is your defensive quarterback out there uh say in the secondary well the one that calls on the plays um Andrew Rossman I'd say he's kind of the heartbeat not only of the defense but of the team um Everything you'd want in the captain, the old school middle linebacker, like come down, thump you. Um, he's, the last, he's the first one there every day, like getting the water, getting everything set up. He's the last one to leave without fail every day. Um, I'd definitely say he's the quarterback of the defense. Then you got Sammy Petrosino on the back end. He's one of the best high school safeties I've ever seen. Does an unbelievable job. He'll do a good job at receiver for us too. Started the season last year with a broken arm, but had some huge catches at the end of the season. Um yeah, to circle back and answer your question, I mean, the defense is huge because it's – it's yeah. especially now. I mean, you have Nick Saban even out there saying, like, you're not going to stop these offenses. Like, so the days of just, like, running the gamut and shutting every sh shutting everybody out, like, that ain't going to happen. Uh, but his big thing is just, that, like, you just got to try to keep these guys at bay. And our defense did an unbelievable job last year with all the turnovers they created and what they did. And um, 
what those guys are doing coaching wise and the players over there. I think yeah, I'm really looking forward to the step I think we'll take forward in that realm. Yeah, I mean, you always hear, you know, that old cliche, defense wins championships, right? I mean, you got you to gotta be able, and it's not about, I, I guess, stopping every single play, but it's about making the plays when you have to make them, right? I mean, is, is that how, how you guys look at it? Yeah, no, I mean, even uh, in our game scrimmage the other day, um, the team had gotten the ball down, and, you know, the, the people are going to move the ball at times. It's really hard in high school to sustain long drives. They had one, and then once they got to about the five-yard line, our defense just four and out and we got the ball back so um being able at that time to really draw back on that mental and physical toughness and be like all right like this isn't looking good they just moved it on us for 13 plays or whatever it was and now we're going to make sure that we lock this down and they're not getting in here and it was cool to see the kids rise up to that yeah it, it's it's important right to to know that when you need a play you can count on your defense to do that um and looking ahead you know for to your 10 game schedule is there a game that you circle there and you're thinking, you know, this game here is going to give me something or this is a game that obviously you prepare well for every game and you don't look ahead, but is there like a game that you looked at the schedule and said, this, this is coming up, I'm looking forward to this one? West Haven. West Haven? <laughs> right to it. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, they're, they're one of the top 10 teams in the state. They had a great season last year. They're tough. Um, you know, we've done some preseason tough with them um, before. So that's a team you can't look past. I mean, we've got a really hard schedule. There's going to be a bunch of exciting games and a bunch of them that I'm looking forward to. But um, knowing all off season that you do have a team that's going to come in and challenge you right off the bat, I mean, that's where we've had to keep the focus. Yeah, and um, I think this year is probably going to be a little different to some of these kids. When you're at, you know, you're the one being haunted this year, right? I mean, you are – you have you, you were fourth in the state last year. You were in the playoffs, and football playoffs is a little different than the other sports. It's only four teams, right? I mean, it, it's a very I mean, you look at the conference, the state. You, you have to be top notch to be in that playoff uh, game. So, talk about that. How how is it different than coming? You know, I guess as an underdog to someone that everybody's looking at as a powerhouse now. Uh, it's a good question. We've definitely talked about it as a staff and how you want to address that with the kids because they are they are smart. They're going to read it. There's going to be emotions and thoughts that come from that. And I've seen people handle it differently where it's, you know, uh, actually a kid I worked with at IMG, Nolan Smith, after they won the national championship at Georgia, came out and said, you know, everybody thought we were going to be seven and five. Like, how do you like that? And I love Nolan to death, but it's like, man, nobody thought you guys were going to be seven and five. Like, but that's what they did, and it worked for right. them. And they just kind of ignored the noise and they kept it out. Uh, you know, other people just address it, say, "Hey, this is what it is. These are the expectations." Um, I think that's more how we've looked at it and just been like, "Look, guys, like you did a really, really good job last year. You've built this up to a point where there's expectations now, and those are real. So just understand when you come to work every day, like." People are watching, and it matters a lot to not only the kids in the soccer room, but it matters to our school, it matters to our administration, your parents, your brothers and sisters, all the people that live in town. And, you know, one thing we did bring up to them um, with the Thanksgiving Day game just to show how much it matters to everybody here um, and what the expectations are now is that, you know, hey, was that all your family and just your friends up in the stands for Thanksgiving? They're like, yeah. And I was like, no, actually think about what I just said, was it? And they're like, no, it was packed. I was like, man, there's people that don't know you, wouldn't recognize you, might recognize you, but haven't, you know, maybe followed for a while. Like, yeah. There's a lot of people there that just love Staples football. They love what it represents. They love what it's represented in the past. They know it's a program yeah. with a rich history. And um, 
yeah, I mean, the expectations are real, and I think everybody's well aware of that now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think back to my first Staples football game. So I had just moved into town, and, you know, you, I saw some more that the football team was playing, and I went to the game. And I remember being close to where the players walk out, right, where the stands are, uh, concession stands right there. I had gotten mm -hmm. some need, so they're walking out right there. And the first thing that's impressed me the most is the size of the guys. Right, I mean, I'm an adult, and you see these kids walk by me, and they're twice my size. They're big, and I'm like, the, my first impression was these are real athletes, and it pumped me up for the game right away. And I didn't have a, a kid in high school or anything like that, but I was there, just to like, this is my town, this is my hometown, this is this, is, I'm here for them, and cheering them on. So that's, I think that's what the community kind of embraces everything, right? I mean, when I walk down before the games and I'm slapping fives with little third and fourth graders, I even get goosebumps being like, man, this is awesome. Like, yeah. these kids think we're way cooler than we are. Uh, I know. Well, uh, you know, when you, you talk a little bit about, you know, younger kids, and I think some of the our listeners are going to want to know, and this is something that I, and I don't know if you can put a, a single point in, but maybe give a little bit of characteristics. What does a head football coach look for in a player that's coming from, you know, the, the, the tackle or the flag football to someone who's going to be a, a real contributor on your team? What are the things that a coach looks for? Uh, first thing I look for is just their discipline and their attention to detail. Something as little as, you know, whoever they've been with, if they've been taught to start behind the line, don't stand on it, finish through it. Um, you know, how, how focused they are, things like that. I think it's tough, and I've definitely been around the people that want to, talk about how, man, the six-year-old's really comparable to, like, Julio Jones. Like, he's got a real shot, and it's like, yeah, he's, like, three foot eleven right now, <laughs> so let's give it a second. But uh, I look more at some of that stuff because then that's going to let you know how they will develop and how they're going to handle things. But um, I'll be honest, I, I love being around him, but I, I you got to be careful when you're evaluating little kids. You never know how it's going to turn out, honestly. And I've learned it from my staff here coming from IMG where it was a lot more of a business, um, you know, doing kids camps and stuff like that where I was trying to teach them like some in-depth – and we're talking kindergartners and third graders. I'm trying to like, man, I'm really going to teach them to frame the ball below your waist, pinkies together, over the shoulders, look up, don't look back. Um, I got done and, you know, we were at Staples High School – I got kids throwing tennis balls at me. They're climbing the rock wall. They pulled down all the pads. Like one kid was running out the door. I got done. I was like, I, I don't know if I could like recover from this. And they were like, what are you doing? I was like, it's a football camp. They're like, you're with kindergartners. Like you just got to put a football in their hands and have them run around and play catch. The goal with them is not to make sure they're an elite receiver by the end of this Sunday morning. Just make sure they're smiling, they're sweaty, and yeah. that they tell their mom and dad, football's awesome. The even if for you, the game. The even for even the game. if you just play trucks and minnows with a football in your hand. Yeah. So that was a big learning experience for me. So when I look at your, our youth kids, I just want to make sure that they're having fun, that they're um, – I think our guys do a good job of like not having a bunch of standing around in our youth. Um, but I just want them to enjoy the game. And you know, I think that you know once they get to Steve Anderson at the freshman level with his guys – and our youth does a good job with like developing those guys mm -hmm. and getting um, – up to speed. I know uh, our receivers coach had sent um, and has been in touch with some of the youth coaches about, you know, hey, here's some stuff to help you out with um, drills, techniques, fundamentals, reach out. So guys are starting to implement some of that stuff. But yes, and last year was a great example with our eighth grade team um, this summer with our summer workouts. So not consistently, but at some point, 
there was 36 kids that had came in as freshmen to work out at 6.15 wow. in the morning, which I know that wasn't That's... at the top of my list when I was 13, <laughs> 14 years old. So that, yeah. that to me showed that um, with our coaches, Matt, Max, John, that they had in the eighth grade last year, that was a group of kids that left playing youth football and really, really enjoyed the game. And that collaboration from what, what I mean, high school, a lot of, you know, some play, the lucky few will go on to play college ball. But, uh, you know, uh, the majority, not only in Staples, but throughout all high schools, you know, high school level will be the last time they play an organized football game. But that collaboration, you know, from the youth programs up to the high school level is important. And I, and, and I think if I hear you guys are doing that, it's just amazing to do that. Yeah, it's definitely something that's grown and it's getting a lot stronger, the synergy there, and we'll keep, you know, growing that. You know, we do some, um, some stuff as a high school that we do in the summer, like camp, so we can get around those guys. And the big thing, too, is I think just them seeing you around and getting to know their name. Yeah. Um, something here, being the head coach that I think maybe I lost touch with, just having a position group at IMG was like the smile that just saying hi to like a kid or a little guy, like – yeah. We'll give them. And I'm like, dang, like I didn't realize. And then I think back to when I was young and how much it meant to me when, you know, Bernie Powers came up to me at my very first practice and was, uh, you know, I dove in the pile. I had no idea what I was doing. Man, you're a tough little guy. You might be a good little DB someday. And yeah. sure enough, I got stuck there the rest of my life. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to play receiver. But uh, no, I think back to all those yeah. like little things or uh, like my freshman year. Um, one of the co- there was a leg lift contest, and one of the coaches was like, "Man, I think that kid's gonna win it." I don't know his name, but that's my guy. And he probably never thought about that ever again. But to me, that stuck with me big time. Just having somebody believed. So that's um, been cool, kind of having that realization of understanding how much that these adults and all the yeah. coaches here and the dads that are helping out and the youth mean to these guys. Yeah, it, it's just like I mean, I look back to you know when I played in high school, and it's like. It's the little things, like you said, when the, you know, the first the impact that I think coaches uh, have in the kids' lives. And you and I were talking, uh, you know, before we started, and you mentioned about, um, you know, and I don't know if how, how deep you can go into it, but, you know, can you talk a little bit about, you mentioned that your, your coaches actually talk to the players off the field, right? They help them with other things like that. And to me, that was impactful, what you said. And I don't know if you can share that a little bit with the audience to say, this is what what a day's like in the coaches head. How much time do you guys spend off the field talking about issues outside football with the players? Uh, I guess that'd be personal and individual to uh-huh. each coach. Um, I guess it, you know sometimes when it rains it pours, so you might be dealing with like three things with one person, and somebody's like, "Hey, my guys are all good. Everybody's happy. They just got <laughs> yeah. their stuff and they took off." But no, if our kids are having uh, trouble managing their time in school, a girlfriend issue. Um, you know, I've had people talk to me about, like, the pressure that they're feeling. Um, or even, like, at IMG, a kid telling me that, like, I feel like if I don't play D1 football, my parents are going to feel like they wasted all this money on me here. And I'm like, like that's deep. That's a lot. That's, and yeah, that's a lot of pressure. So, you know, explaining to that kid, like, I feel really confident, dude. Your parents don't feel that way. They just want to see you have a great opportunity. That's why they sent you here. They're not, you know. As long as you're happy, they'll be happy. I know your parents, and I really believe that. So different things like that. But, yeah, the coaches are, you know, I'll walk um, into the office in the the middle of the day, and it'll be a free period for one of the coaches, and they'll be sitting there talking with somebody. And, you know, you can tell it's one of those conversations where it's like, hey, you know, I'll let you guys have the room. Um, And you just see those happening one-offs all over the place, whether whether it be like a big deal or something little that, you know, they just needed to get off their chest. Like I've had 
some conversations with kids where, you know, they told me something. I was like, you know, what do you want me to do? Like, what's the next move? Like, yeah. how can I help you? And they're like, nah, nothing. I just really wanted to tell somebody and make sure you know. I'm like, oh, man. And those are those conversations, too. You walk away from it. I think scoring touchdowns are awesome. I love, like, hearing the crowd roar. But when you realize somebody really is leaning on you for something beyond the game, but, like, as a human to help them move it along and get through their days, like, that means a lot. That's important. Yeah, I, I I couldn't, again, like I said, I, I wanted to just throw that in there because to me that's something that, you know, uh, if you go to the stadium, you don't think about that, right? You, you don't think about that. and But uh, as you realize, all the work you guys do, not only on the field but also with the players, it, it's impressive. Yeah, and uh, one last thing I want to say, so, what, and I just want to close with this, what are the characteristics of, of, of Naren Barron's team, right? I mean, what, 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 what do you envision the program this year, the following years, and, and what, what's the culture you're building here? Yeah, so as a staff, you know, um, we really emphasize that, you know, we want our kids to be very detailed. So, you know, something as simple as, like, coach going over, like, this is how you take notes, and this is how you take detailed notes. Um, the accountability to each other, just showing up every day, doing what you're supposed to do when you don't want to do it, um, making sure you're looking out for your teammates as well. Um, toughness, the mental, mental and physical toughness, so, you know, Physical toughness, being able to go out there, you know, be strong. It's going to hurt. It's football. But also the mental toughness of doing that every day because you're going to get to a point where you're not going to want to do that. And your best day of your life as a football player every year physically is the day right before football camp starts. After that, like, you're going to be sore and it's going to hurt. You're going to have some stuff that might bother you um, for the rest of the day. And we talk to guys a lot about being just energetic, being present, being where you're at um, so you can keep their focus just there. I don't think you have to – be Ray Lewis or Ed Reed and, you know, be super loud. And those guys are two of my favorite players, so I love yeah. how they do it. Uh, <laughs> but, like, that's not in everybody's personality. Right. And, like, if, if that's not you. Thanks, Coach. Yep. Um, if that's not you, don't be that guy because that can actually be, like, demotivating. I remember playing with kids, and uh, it's just, like, nonstop. And it's like, give it a rest, man. Like, you're sucking it out of everybody. <laughs> just be quiet for a little bit. Um, so yeah, just bringing the energy into whatever they're doing, whether it's watching film, lifting, um, shoot, picking up the field, uh, after practice and just like getting to know your teammates. And then, um, one thing that I've been really impressed with is just like being really smart and, um, you know, they have that naturally, but okay, let's also like make smart decisions and think about, you know, Hey, if you're going to do this and there's going to be college coaches there, like, would this be appropriate or would this be more appropriate and things like that? Um, so those are the things we kind of emphasize with them. And I think that um, as we've seen all the kids work on those things and grow on those things, it's, it's cool to see that the success that they've been able to have. That's amazing. And I want to get into something fun right now. But before I do that, I want to ask you a question. And this is something that I, I read this week that um, um, – the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, um, his name escapes me right now. Andy Reid. Andy Reid. There you go. With the janitor. Yeah. yeah you, did you hear about that? Have you ever? You got. A, you got one for me? No. Have you ever? No, I don't have a play for you. I do not. Uh, but have you ever gotten like a play or an idea from some like some totally off or somebody told you? Have you? Have you oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Can, uh, yeah. Can you share one story that would be interesting? Uh. Uh. I, I never actually used it, but uh, a couple years ago we did tell the kids. Um, I had heard uh, my buddy had coached up in Indianapolis, and they had a trick play period every single day. Where uh-huh. They just worked on trick plays for five minutes, which keeps it fun. Yeah. Um, and so I had asked all the kids 
if you have any trick play, don't care what it is, like, give it to me. I didn't get as many responses as I want, but I did kind of open Pandora's box with that one to where, like, some kids every two days would be like, so <laughs> is today the day? Like, are you going to call it? Like, are you going to call it? Um, now, and then, like, on, on staff, I mean, we get tons of, uh, you know, we met yesterday and coaches had a bunch of awesome ideas about plays that we're totally going to call in the game and yeah. use, so – yeah, no, I think that's a awesome mentality that he has, just low ego to just say, look at it and vet everything and be like, yeah, that could work. Yeah, that could work. The, the funniest thing about the story is how he, the, the general's wife never believed, right, that it was his play. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever have anything, give it to me, man. All right, thanks, Coach. Uh, we're going to just end here with some quick hits. Uh, the point is I want – hopefully it's not the last time you're here. I want to have as much and more as you're available. I'd love to have in you. But I do want to get into, you know, a little quick hits here so the artist can get to know you a little bit. So I'll ask you a question, and you just uh, kind of give what comes to mind. All right, favorite sports movie? Remember the time. Uh, actually, I go Moneyball. Moneyball, okay. Morning person or night owl? Night owl. Texting or calling? Texting. Beach or sightseeing? Beach. Comedy or drama? Used to be comedy. I'm going to go drama. Rock or rap? Rock. Spring or fall? Spring. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Sweet or salty? You should be sweet. I've moved on to the chips and salty face. Uh, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Androids ruin everything. Sushi or tacos? Sushi. Vintage or modern? Modern. Singing in the shower or dancing in the mirror? Neither. And roller coasters or bumper car rides? Uh, bumper cars. I hate heights. Awesome. Coach, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure having you, and best luck in the season. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.